Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. The, the following conversation ends up being a little serendipitous. I, over the past number of months, have made a few observations and have uh, had some questions about a few things. And uh, it, coincidentally, last week I got word from a friend of mine that there is a new medical school opening here in the state of Utah. We'll get into uh, the specifics in just a moment. But the questions that uh, have arisen in my mind, well, first, stem from something we have covered a few times here on the program. And it is something that, uh, you know, some smart folks have been calling the the Fauci effect, that this last year as the coronavirus has, you know, impacted our lives so dramatically. We have also come to see, you know, heroes of sorts emerge. The frontline workers, uh, the epidemiologists like Dr. Angela Dunn, uh, many look to Dr. Fauci. In fact, uh, in the last segment, we heard his name come up a number of times as, uh, as someone who is right now enjoying a great deal of admiration. And what that has all led to is an influx in applicants to medical schools around the country, a dramatic increase, something akin to the the flooding to the flooding to naval recruitment stations not long after the release of the movie Top Gun. Everyone wanted to become a naval aviator. Yeah. Well, this year, after seeing uh, some of the heroic work by healthcare providers around the country, there is. A, a disproportionately high number of individuals uh, pursuing a, a career in medicine. How is it the case? Who are the people who are approaching these medical schools? Who's applying? Uh, that was my first question. The second came uh, after I, we were introduced to a, a character this year named uh, Sean Conley. Sean Conley is the physician to the president. We've seen him speak a number of times delivering uh, his addresses about the president's state, his health and such. Well, what struck me about uh, Dr. Conley is that he he is the holder of a doctor of osteopathic medicine disease, or I'm sorry, degree, osteopathic medicine degree. And I wondered, okay, what what does that exactly mean? Now, I've been relatively healthy in my life; haven't had too many firsthand interactions uh, with the medical field. Anyway, uh, getting to both of those questions, who's applying right now and uh, what exactly does it mean to be the recipient of a doctor of osteopathic medicine as uh, opposed to you know, something that you and I might uh, more uh, conventionally understand to be a doctor of medicine? Uh, on the line now is the founding dean and chief academic officer of uh, Nordicom, Dr. John Doherty. Uh, doctor, how are you? Welcome to the program. Good, Lee. Thanks for having us on. Your uh, organization, your school, had a, a pretty uh, momentous event take place last week. What, what happened? Yes, sir. We're pretty excited. Uh, we've been working on getting our school accredited, and we have crossed the bridge uh, from our national accrediting body to allow us to start accepting students next fall. So we're very excited about that. Where's campus? Campus is uh, on the south end of Provo. Uh, if if you've been watching, we're the notorious group that swiped three holes from East Bay Golf Course. Uh, we're building it on the golf course. But now they love us because they have an amazingly beautiful upgraded facility, and we're great neighbors now. So we're right there on the, on, next to the golf course. Very cool. Uh, w- why, why the need for a, a new school in that area? Why, why, why did you start this? Well, I can tell you that Utah in particular nationally is known as one of the great net exporters of talent particularly going into medical schools. Uh, Utah is probably in the top 
uh, one of the top schools or states that students matriculate from into other schools in other states. So Utah has been very effective at helping address other states' healthcare shortages uh, all the while while we are experiencing a significant one ourselves. Uh, a significant shortage. What, what does that look like? Well, uh, primary care-wise, uh, in the number of physicians to population, we are 49th in the nation the number of primary care doctors. And when it comes to surgeons, we're actually 50th in the nation uh, to the surgeons to general population ratio. So we're working very hard on uh, starting to address those, those shortages. I understand. Uh, you heard me mention Dr. Conley uh, as a holder of uh, a degree in osteopathic medicine, a doctor of osteopathic medicine. Help folks, myself included, understand what osteopathic medicine is. Sure. So there's two pathways in the United States to be a licensed physician. Uh, there is the allopathic or MD, which most folks know about. There's about 155 MD schools in the country. And then there's the osteopathic or DO path, uh, which there are currently about 38 medical schools at about 59, 60 locations around the country. Uh, so right now, um, one in four people in the United States studying medicine are doing so as an osteopathic physician. And definitionally, what, what distinguishes the two? So primarily what we say our difference is, is it's a philosophical difference. We still take the exact same tests. We uh, are licensed in all the states, uh, but our approach is that of patient-centric. And what that means to us is we work towards helping our students take care of the person with the problem as opposed to just the problem alone. I understand. Uh, let's get back to some of the affairs at hand. Uh, COVID-19. Uh, talk to me about how you heard me mention that the Fauci effect, how there has been a dramatic influx in uh, young people who, you know, making decisions about their career have decided to pursue a career in medicine. Why is that? Well, I think it's touching more lives uh, than any time before in our history. There is a significant uh, influx of individuals with interest in healthcare and medicine, and you mentioned heroes before, and that's exactly who we're looking for. And the acronym that we use for heroes are humble, empathetic, respectful, and open-minded. So we're looking for those folks, and I think there's become a, to come to light a lot more how socioeconomic, socioeconomic determinants of health have had a major impact on different uh, populations. And I think that also has brought forward a lot of interest from, the, from someone who maybe before had not been considering medicine, but now are. We're speaking with Dr. John Dougherty, the founding dean and chief academic officer of Nordic College of Osteopathic Medicine, opening, uh, well, has now opened a, a new school in Provo, Utah. You... Part of part of opening up a, a school and introducing a inaugural class that requires you to have you know certain buy-in from the community, not just there in Provo, but in the medical community across Utah. How are you being received? Oh, we're we're so fortunate to have had the reception that we have. Um, we have had partners in the clinical world, uh, Intermountain Healthcare. Uh, Mark Breesacker and Mark Harrison have just been tremendous support for us. Individuals over in Mountain Star and also in Stewart Healthcare. Uh, Premier Health and Revere Health have all been supportive and have all agreed and signed on to help us train our physicians clinically. So we're we're very excited about the support we've received to date. Uh, Dr. Doherty, where can folks learn more about your school? So you can get us online. We're at nordicom.org. Um, and we really enjoy and look forward to anybody learning more about us and, and to any applicants that would be open to our school. 
Very good. Uh, doctor, thank you so much. Uh, thanks for opening this school. Thanks for having a focus on, on health. It's an important thing, and I am sure that many listening uh, can understand the, the tug to get into the field of medicine the field of medicine after the example set by all the heroes across the country this uh, this challenging year. Thanks again, Doctor. Thanks, Lee. All righty. Uh, is it too old? Am I too old to, to get started, you think? No, I'm not. I wonder if I could do it on the side. I've got this radio show to handle during the day. Uh, you think I could do some night classes? You don't know? All right. Well, Amber's unsure. She'll check in for me. Uh, Listen, thanks so much. We're going to take a break right now. When we return for the final segment of today's episode of Live Mike, uh, there's a fascinating resource on kslnewsradio.com right now put together uh, by a good friend of mine here at the station. And it is a look back on all that we experienced this past year. 2020 has been one like any other. Unlike any other, I should say. What stands out? We'll walk through the year 2020 next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.